cash rules everything around me. Cream gets the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Y'all remember that from Wu-Tang? Yes, the word cream. C-R-E-A-M. The acronym that meant all of that. That right there is the one thing that matters most to people in this world. It's money. Money is the motivator. Money is the motivation. But also money is the necessity that we need. And it's sad to say it is what it is. And also it's the root of all evil, which has corrupt governments, tear through marriages, but also separates the have and the have-nots. You know something? We're going to talk a little more about this. Let's get to it. Welcome back to episode two of Diplomacy and Sneakers. It is your host, Dre. Hope you all are doing wonderful tonight. It is nighttime where I'm at. I am just got off work, but it is what it is. No, as, no that's my favorite saying. But you did hear in the beginning, my famous thing I love to say to people straight out of Wu-Tang, shout out to Wu-Tang, um, Staten Island, cash rules everything around me, the cream, C-R-E-A-L. And one thing that you know about me from the hope you listened to the, the first episode about me is that I'm a connoisseur of just learning. I'm a connoisseur of understanding things that we're not taught. And one of the things that I feel like in the black community or even the brown Asian community sometimes, like my black and brown sisters is that, and brothers and sisters, excuse me, is that we're not taught about money. Yes, money. Cream, moolah, dollars, everything that you can think of underneath the sun. That right there. We're not taught about money. Yes, we're taught how to spend. We're taught what a dollar is, $5, change, quarters, a bank card, all this good stuff, and debit cards and stuff like that. But one of the things that we're not taught is how to make money move, how to make it work. And I think this is one of the true downfalls of our society, especially in, in certain social economic areas that we have to do one thing and one thing I like to always say is that there's a difference between living and surviving and one of the best um, analogies I can give is that to survive is to live check to check to live is to live check after after a check that right there is one of my favorite things to say to people and it's one of this and it's one of those Analogies that's kind of hard to understand, but I'm gonna try to get a little bit to it and try to get more into it um, as this goes on. But to understand money, you have to we have to understand the system that this money works, and it go, it goes all the way back to where the old founding fathers of America, you know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all those people. But it basically started in the 18th century. And before I say this, I'm here to teach. I hope that doesn't bore you. But understand where I'm coming from when I say this is that. And then I know you all hear about we live in a capitalistic society. Capitalism. People, you hear the word all day. Capitalism. We don't want to be socialist. We don't want to be all these other things. So guess what? We're not going to talk about that because that's another rabbit hole that I can go into. But we're going to talk one thing about is understanding what capitalism is. And the thing about capitalism, one thing to understand it for is that you have to understand the, the word laissez-faire. So I'm going to teach you a little bit of definitions. First definition to understand is laissez-faire. The hell is laissez-faire, you might ask me. Well, it's a very interesting term, and it's actually very French. It's a 18th century philosophy that basically means that leave alone. And this is what the four founders wanted us to have as a capitalistic era. Not communist, not social, but capitalism. And this basically means that for which oppose of any government involvement or pure natural order of regulation. 
meaning that the government does not get involved. A business operates the way it is supposed to in a natural order that if this business takes over another business, so what, so be it. And so far, we understand we do not live in that type of area. As you can see that we have um, monopolies and those monopolies are then governed by the government. So we are truly not a capitalistic country. That's one thing I want to let people know that. Uh, second thing is to understand what, what is capitalism? What is capitalism? What does that definition actually mean? So from my understanding of all the business classes I've taken and being a finance major, here's well, here it is right here. It's, kind of, it's, that, it's that economic system or industry that is controlled by private owners for profit. The word, the main word in that is for profit. So everything that you do is for a profit. So in the capitalistic era, there's no such thing as non-profit. There's no such thing because everything is done for a profit. Everything is done for a means to operate. But if you live in, if you put live in a true system, it is that private business that offers for profit based on the natural order of progression, which is laissez-faire. But also my last thing I want to um, talk to you more so about is my third definition I want to talk to you about is how it is the market economy. Now, this is the beauty about it. Everybody hear about economics. Everybody knows about the basis of economics, supply and demand. And that's what it is. It's the production of goods and services based on supply and demand. So now, but look at this in a, in a whole when I talk about money, when I talk about socioeconomic issues in, in certain areas. Now look at this. There's a supply and demand. Now think of, now think of a, a chart. Make a big L with your fingers and make a line going up and, a, and another line going from that corner of that right angle and another line going from the top, all the way from the top of that L to the bottom of that L. And that little point that meets is the equilibrium. Each one of those lines is, is supply and demand. Supply when there's supply goes up, demand. When demand goes down, a lot of times if that supply goes down, it's more sort of of a demand. So when each one of these counter doesn't counteract each other, but they kind of enforce each other, which enforces the object of capitalism. So now, Dre, where the hell are you getting with all this? What's all this? What does all of this mean? It means one thing: is that number one, we do not live in a laissez-faire capitalistic era. No, it's more so quasi-capitalist because there still is a federal governance that has rules, rules, regulations, things that you cannot have and you cannot have a monopoly. As in Microsoft, as in Amazon, certain things. You cannot have these monopolistic companies. So therefore, DR told you to break apart. Perfect example is Amazon. Now, once we get a little bit more talking about this, I'm going to tell you how you as a person fit into all of this and how your money will work for you but also how to kind of make your money work for yourself in a sense, if you are able to do so. And this goes back to me saying that to live or to survive. Now, now look at me as, as a kid, I knew survival. My mother lived paycheck to paycheck. She didn't have a chance to save here and there as a, as a single parent working two jobs. It was, it was hard for her because number one, teachers don't get paid shit. And that needs, that needs to be one of the most highest paid jobs in America. I'm sorry. My mom taught for 31 years and did not make it did not make over $35,000 a year. That's a damn shame in South Carolina. So that's my biggest gripe. But um, nonetheless, this this is the issue. Now, when you when you have to survive, there's no way of you trying to save money or think about investing, thinking about the things you can do to make money work. At that time, you, you you're making money to survive. Now, on the other hand, if you are living, meaning that 
you're a little more comfortable. You you have a little bit of money to spare. You have an idea to where to put some money, maybe in a savings account, maybe in a in your kid's um, 529 plan. That's living because you're actually living and you can live. You know, you're not on that survival tip. And that's one of the biggest things that I like to talk about, especially when it comes to us, our, our brown and my, my brown and black um, friends, my brothers, my sisters, all, all of this. But you have to understand yourself is that you are a customer and you're not only in and you also you're in competition as well. But you're not. But the beauty about this competition is that it is a battle of supply and demand because what you see on these TVs, this is you're in competition of not of not these people, but your friends, your peers, your colleagues. But also, you're a customer of this system as well because you buy in and they want to buy stuff from you. Weird, but right? And I'll talk. I'll get a little more into it because. That's one of the most intuitive things about all of this right here. And this is one thing that I had to learn from my, myself is that to make money, you have to spend it. And hell, if you don't, if you don't have the money to spend, how are you, you going to actually make this money? Big, what you're going to do is keep yourself at a stagnant place. And that's what happens when it comes to certain certain areas um, that are in this, in this world. I mean, even in, in a certain cities, like for example, I could talk about Columbia, South Carolina. There's, you know, there are certain predominant areas that you can look at the medium, the median um, annual um, income for per household, maybe like fifty thousand dollars or however much other thousands of dollars. Compared to the other areas, it may be lower, but that right there shows that there are those areas have have not received the true capitalistic dream or the American dream, as in businesses, um, small businesses. They have not even reached into that area because that area has not produced enough customers for them. And you want to point, but a lot of these customers are going to these big market stores like Walmart and stuff like that because of cheaper prices, but also even restaurants like McDonald's, 99 cent food. You can make your ass damn sick and fat. So you are that customer. They are printing on you because your supply and demand is based on the money that you make from the jobs that are not paying you well, but are overworking you at the same exact time time now let's look at this more another another supply and demand we ought to say is, is for banks banks want you banks want your money but they are very choosy of who they're gonna give this money to so guess what you're in competition now with that other person on that side to get that bank loan yep to get that house loan to get that small business loan you are not you are not in competition with your peer but honestly it shouldn't be that way if this is a true free and enterprising market Yes, they get a they get the chance to choose, but also they should be able to give and and, and hopefully be able to be able to you able to um, pay it back. But that's where you, that's where you get credit and all this stuff can come out of. And that's one thing I can explain in another whole podcast of why the hell we have credit. But in this true economic system of a free enterprise or a market economy or even or capitalism, we have to choose what we. Want to spend our money on, but we also got to choose what type of customer we're going to be. Who are we going to be a customer to? We could be a customer to these large box areas, these big companies, these big corporations that basically take our money for more than pennies on a dollar, or we can reinvest it back into our communities. This is the one. It's the hardest thing to do because a lot of our community don't understand how to how to make that money work, how to make that money grow. Because it's all about generational wealth and growth. And one of the um, things I like always like to talk about is that as a kid, my dad opened a savings account for me. I remember this to this day. And he said, hey, 
you're going to do some work for me around the house, this and that. I'll pay you $5. But of that $5, three of it's going into the bank. And the kid, I'm like, hell, I don't want to give, give you three of my dollars. What the, what the hell? I'm not doing that. But you know something? You know what he was doing for me? I had to pay myself. He, and one thing that he already had, one thing he told me was this. How much are you worth? He said, out of this $5 right here, how much, how much are you worth? If you cut it in half, it's $2.50. Are you worth more than half? I said, yeah, of course. He said, well, good. Now I take $3. That right there, not understanding to me as a kid, but knowing it, knowing now is that you're supposed to pay yourself first. You're supposed to, even if it's the smallest amount of money that you have, even if you are on, on survival mode, if you put $2 to $5 to yourself, a week so at one point don't go buy that coffee don't go don't go to the club that day or don't do this you'd be surprised at how much money that you can actually truly save for yourself and that's one of the things I like to say saving money now when you save this money what can what are you going what are you, what are you going to do with it what can you do okay suppose you have a thousand dollars now in your bank account you, you're going to spend on buying you a couple more couple of J's most people would but hell no don't do that that's that's the one that I've because one thing that you want to do, you want to buy things that can appreciate. And yes, on the honest, of things that yes, shoes do appreciate. But nine times out of ten, you are buying that shoe at the highest appreciated value. And when you buy it, it has just not appreciated. So don't look at it that way. Look at it more so as a point of growth. And one thing I, I've taught my kids now, well, I've taught my I've taught my son is about stocks. And yeah, and that's one thing that I know in the black community that we don't even talk about a lot of. We don't talk about Stocks, generational wealth, which is well, now we are, but we don't talk about investing. Investing is one of the big things that we can do, not only in our community, but also for ourselves as well. Now, look, that same pair of Jordans is about $150. I think Nike stock right now is $121. Instead of buying that shoe, buy that stock. It's not hard to open up a investment account with any any one of your banks, and you, and you need to. Use, oh, I think there's banks like uh, like Vanguard or even um, which is an online bank. Or even using maybe USAA or something. Open open that account. Even if it's five dollars, because there's there's so many penny stocks that you can that's out there. There's so many things that you can do, but you can save up to buy that one stock, and you'd be surprised. That stock has a potential to grow. Yes, and that's what you want. You want growth. So first, so what I said, savings account, and if you can, invest. And invest in one stock. You don't have to buy a whole bunch of plethora of stocks. Buy that one stock for yourself. Just buy something on your own. So you have a chance to watch to watch that grow. And like I said, I, I tell my son every day, I say, hey, I say, hey kid, tell me what the markets have done. So now he goes to our Alexa, which is an Amazon product, our Alexa, and he says, um, Alexa, what did the markets do today? And he comes back, he tells me. So now... I taught him how to do that, but also I taught him one other thing is that he loves Xbox and he loves Minecraft. And I taught him that basically these companies are owned by each other. <laughs> well, basically, well, my, uh, Minecraft is owned by um, Microsoft. And once I told him that, I said, hey, well, I got an idea. Why don't you, I'm going to open up an account for you. I'm going to show you how to invest. You can put your money into this stock, which is Microsoft. Think of it like Minecraft. And you're gonna watch it grow. And there's other things that you like around that you maybe you might hear from your friends or your or at school or whatever. It might be a new action figure made by Mattel. 
I said, hey, son, tell me, how, tell me about the action figure. Oh, it's, 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 everybody wants it this Christmas or everybody want that. I say, okay, find out who makes it. He finds out. We go, we go to the store. We research it. Yes, we walk around Target and we go. And he says, hey, daddy, I found it. I think it's, it's this little place right here. It's Mattel or it's a, or it's Hasbro. These places are publicly traded. Now, tell him, I said, God, dear, why don't we put money into this into the stock? When it grows, we can buy the toy. That's what we look forward to, and that gives them something to look forward to. This is a cool way to get your kids, get your kids, learn more about investing. Get your kids more, learn more about how watching their money grow and have getting something in the end. Because it's one of the things that we need to learn how to do, especially in our community. Learn how to save money, learn how to invest, but also understand the point about home home ownership. Now, this is the one thing that I, I kind of find it um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Is that when it comes to the point of home ownership, it's that it's a it's either you can do it or you can't, but there's programs for you to do so. But it takes the research and somebody who is not shady enough to show you how to do these things. And like I said, I'm not the one to have all the answers when it comes to home ownership. But like I said, there are there are grants, there are uh, first time home buyer, there are FHA loans where you, where you can only have to put down. About three percent or three and a half percent down on the house, which it kind of it kind of gives you a mortgage um, insurance, premium insurance, which you had to pay on. But once you once you paid it off to twenty percent, boom, it's gone. But it gets you in the house. It gets you to that point of home ownership, and that right there is a step towards generational wealth. Because once that once you pay for that house, once that house matures, guess what happens? You have some you have something to give to back to your family. And also another another thing is that life insurance. Please listen to me on this one. Yeah, I don't want to sound morbid, but you never know what may happen to your ass the next day. Life insurance is a big deal. Like for example, you see how Donald Trump got got all his money, even though his father was alive. His father gave him this money from the grandfather, which had a policy out on him. That right there is money, is growth. That I said. A family member passing away, you're doing well, can start that point of generational wealth. That's which is a gift that you continue to keep giving. And that's one thing that we don't look at in the black community or even the brown community. We don't see these things. And so I would say my my biggest thing to do, save, invest, home ownership, and life insurance. Four big things. And there's a fifth that I want to tell you. And the fifth is honestly, do not fall in the trap. The trap is my um, by perfect example right now. It's this big thing, I think from Sweetie, whatever the hell her name is, saying something about Birkin bags. Okay, these, these bags are from ten thousand dollars all the way up to almost a almost a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, whatnot. You're not gonna do it with a hundred thousand dollars. I could flip that and make more money out of that. Why the hell I'm gonna buy that on a damn bag? Do these bags appreciate? I don't know. Maybe you walk and tell me. Hell, tell let me know. Shoot, give shoot something to me on Twitter. I don't know. I'm not sure at all. But this is something that in our community that we fall for because we see something flashy. We see something that is in now or whatever. Now look at this. How many of y'all have all these basketball jerseys from back in the day? A hundred dollars a jersey. I know Fabulous have a whole has a whole ass on, but hell, he's rich. He could do that, but still. That nobody, these are fads. These are things that are not going to appreciate at the end of the day. You need to get on stuff that is truly tangible, that is worth more. And especially if you're buying a home in your community, 
If you're buying a home there and, and, and basically telling everybody else to do the exact same thing, it brings your property value up and, and businesses will come or you can create your own businesses there. And that's the one thing I keep I keep stressing on us is that stop looking at the flash. And I don't know one thing about us why we like some goddamn cars. And I'll tell people, your car shouldn't cost more than your damn house. Maybe that's me. And that's maybe that's my understanding. But it, sh- it should not because what kind of stability, what kind of stability is that? Your house appreciates, your car appreciates from the minute you go off the lot. So this is the one of the things that instead of being us being flashy, let's be smart. And it just takes a lot of education to the point that education and common sense, because a lot of times, how I, like I say my favorite saying is, is it's from Einstein, is that, you know what common sense is? Common sense is, is, is all your prejudices that you've, that you've learned by the age of 18. And by age of 18, you're kind of stuck in your ways. So I've learned this from my pops. And I, I learned, I think the beautiful thing I learned about interest and that um, the point of interest comes like this is that I'm paying you. I mean, basically, I mean, if I'm letting you borrow money, you're paying me back. Plus, the interest is the time. So that whole time I could have been using that money. You could be paying me back for that. So I remember, I remember one day I asked my dad for, for uh, twenty dollars. He's all right. Now I'm gonna put my interest back on this money. All right, y'all like, oh, okay, fine. So, so hey, when I paid him back, you know what I'm saying? Owed him thirty dollars. I said, Dad, why you want thirty out of me? He said, Because you know why? I said, Why? Well, he said, That's interest because. It took you a week. I needed that. I needed that twenty dollars this whole week. But I'll let you get it. But you know something? For my time, since you had my time, here's your here's thirty dollars. So basically, you paying for time. So time is money. And guess what? So it's interest, and so is compounding interest that, that your money does. The longer that you keep it somewhere in a bank, where maybe you might have a high yielding interest savings account or money market account or all these different type of accounts, which I always tell people to please go to the bank and learn about these things. You once you keep that money there, they're paying you for the time that you keep it there. Because hell, they're going to invest your damn money too. Yep, that's what banks do. Banks invest your money as well. Because why? Banks are a business, and you are their customer, and they are in competition with every other bank there is because we live in a free enterprise, capitalistic country, quasi-capitalist country bound by governmental laws that are truly not laissez-faire. You see how I put all that together? That is how we work. That is how it happens. So understand this. As a customer, you have the power. As a customer, you have the power to choose. So once you get to a point, make that choice. I will say, Invest in the smaller banks because smaller uh, invest in credit unions, smaller banks because let them get um, and let them gain, gain that relationship with you, relationship with your um, neighborhood, relationship with your um, area that, that you live in. So they are able to, so they're able to um, put put more back into the community with valid fundraisers or building certain things. But also, you're able to borrow money when needed because I always tell people hedging money sometimes works. It it works in, it works in the end. But guess what? It gives you some type of collateral that you may have, and it gives you not only a roof over your head, but a sound investment. So, things that we talked about today. All right, you ready? First thing we talk about savings account. Not I mean when I say savings account, I mean savings, money market. Anyway, that 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 the bank is using your money and paying you for the time that is stuck in there. That right there is your savings account. 529 plans for your kids. Hell, all that stuff. Savings accounts. 
Second thing to do is investments. Even if you are afraid to, to do the stock market on your own, go. I would say get a financial advisor, but I would say have a bigger amount of money to do so with that. But if I would say start off small, start off investing in the things that you know. Hell, if you like retail, if you have if you have Polo, Nike, uh, the stores that they invest, like JCPenney, all this stuff. I mean, JCPenney, that's not, not that's not a good one, but um, not a good example. But on Under Armour, all these stores, all these retail places, invest in that. Invest in what the hell, what you know. Me, I like tech. I've been investing in tech stuff for for years. AM, AMD, Nivea, um, Electronic Arts. I'm like I'm a gamer too, so I do. I look at Take Two, Microsoft, Apple. I do all. I do all the tech things because I'm a nerd. And I bought all these at low because I saw the interest in them. And also, and like I said, when you invest in something that you know, ask your spouse, ask your girlfriend, ask her, ask her what, the, what the hell does she like? I guarantee you she knows. My wife told me to invest and put, put some money in Ulta, in Ulta, which is a makeup company, which she loves. Guess what, guess what happened? That stock that stock went up by a couple percent. It made me some money, and I got out of it. I mean, all these things, when you invest, is so much information out there, so much information that's just any, anywhere and everywhere. So, that's the biggest thing that I really truly want you all to do. Last, um, next thing, life insurance. Not to sound morbid, but even if you want to look at something, look at whole life. Whole life insurance is one of those is that insurance that it builds while the person is alive, and they're able to actually extract that, extract some of that money out to use for other things, like use for college, use for some something else. And I will say, you're making money while you're alive, but also you have an interest. And y'all are also you have a life insurance policy, but get it while you're young. Get it while you're young, while you're good. Because the younger you are, the lower the rate is, and the higher the insurance policy can be. I know there's some policies that's like $25, almost as much as a Netflix account. But for like a million, a million dollar policy. But like I said, as you keep feeding money in, in there, um, you can actually put that money out. And I think that's what you call the whole life insurance. And I would say talk to people. Um, I think there's a company called WFG, which is an independent. I don't know, people from Prime America. Or even look at um, your local your local banks and other insurance plans as well. They they definitely Gerber Whole Life. All these places they do life insurance. And I would say just get get some knowledge about it, get understanding about it, get what you can afford at a young age, and make it happen. By 35, 40, boom, you're there. It sounds like a long time, but trust me, time creeps up very quick. Um, so what we did we did savings, we did investments, life insurance. Yeah, yeah, your house. Get, Buy how even if it's a small condo, even if it's something little, buy that. That is value, is wealth. Once you suppose you want to move out of it, it's 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 a rental property now. Hell, even if you want to move into the house and you have three bedrooms, rent the other bedrooms out to people that you know. Hell, guess what? They will pay all the bills for you if you put if you put the mortgage the right way. It's ways to do this, and you're not only you're gaining value, you're gaining equity, you're building up into your neighborhood, or if you move out of your neighborhood. You build equity to yourself, but also I would look to give back. And I would say, if you're going to move out, get use a bank that's within your, that's within your neighborhood, so that they're able to um, get a get a cost savings. But also help you can help other people um, do so as well because they say, hey, if this person got it, they live here. I guarantee they might do other person might can do it. So basically, what you do when you start a trend. So these are so these are the things. And like I said, last but not least, when you're fourth, is to understand that you have the power. You're a consumer. It's not about supply, supply and demand. You you demand what the supply that you want. And, and like I said, I would tell people a bit a good thing to do is to just take some classes if you want to. There's so many different avenues of, of ways to learn. So many different avenues of just to understand certain things. And even just talk, even just talking to people. 
You will learn so much. That's how I get a lot of my knowledge from as well. And also, stop looking at damn social media. Stop. Understand yourself. Understand that you make your money work for you. So, and like I said, this this is diplomacy and sneakers. This, this is this is what I do. This is one thing that I always used to give people advice wherever wherever I go, no matter whatever country I'm in. Especially if I have any brothers and sisters listening in other countries, I, I don't know if you're in a capitalist country or not. But guess what? The way to do this is save. This can work in every other country depending on, depending on your situation and whatnot. Try to find ways. Hell, I've worked three three and four jobs at one damn time. To try to, to try to make a difference, only, not only to live, but to work towards, I mean, to, to survive, but not but only to work towards to live. And that's to one, one be, uh, to be able to be comfortable. So these are the one things I will tell people. Um, it's one of the um, exact things I'm, I'm so passionate about as being a fine, being a finance nerd. I, I love talking about this. Like I said, growing up, growing up a kid in South Carolina, I learned a lot of how to do so much. I mean, especially when it comes to, when it comes to money, we're learning from these, from, from older guys and like what not to do with your money. And don't buy this super long Cadillac when you're, when you're asking me to put out of your apartment the next day. It's, I mean, hell, I mean, your Cadillac is not your car. I mean, it's not your house. Excuse me. But I really think that this, this has been good and I, and I hope you all learn something because at the end of the day, it, it is about money. It is. I mean, this is me my passion about my culture and about less I love hip-hop, but sometimes we flash too much. But I want to make sure that I deliver this to you all the and hopefully hopefully that you all get it. And like I say, you know, um, I, try, I try to be the, 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 be the ambassador of my culture and be the ambassador of myself and, and what I believe in. And this is one thing I do believe in. I believe in the fact that we are better than what we are. And to all my brown and, brother, my brown and black brothers and sisters, it's time for us to teach our kids these these things, one these values that can be truly monumental in their growth as well. So, oh, I'm I'm out. I'm back at I'm at time now. So I really wish you all the best, and please take care of yourselves and love each other. Always remember, fear not, live forever, and that you are a diplomat in your own sense, and you go to and you go promote diplomacy in sneakers the best way you can. I'm out.